Hello, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Cantina MX Football Podcast. Streaming live on Twitter Spaces. Tonight, we're going to be talking about tomorrow's highly anticipated match between the United States and Mexico for the All-State Cup. And some of the predicaments, some warnings about the match. And if there's a certain chance that happens, Mexico might get in trouble. We also have two matches left in the clausura. So we're going to be talking about last week's results and who's shaping up to be the protagonist, the contender for this title. And maybe talk about some Chivas. But before I go any further, let me welcome my good friend Joel to the show. Joel, how are we doing? Man, I'm doing good, Jaime. So. A lot, a lot of football to talk about. Absolutely. That we might be doing two this week. Yeah. So. Yeah. So on the docket, you know, obviously the the preview for tomorrow's match, which let's be honest, that creeped up on all of us. I did not. I knew. I knew it was happening this month, but it, you know, it's tomorrow. Uh, United States host is Mexico. In uh, Arizona, which is not like a, a neutral venue, right? So we'll probably be a pro a Mexican crowd. And the big topic, the big discussion is uh, there's some rumors going around that if, you know, the puto chant is heard tomorrow, uh, Mexico will get a two-year ban from U.S. soil. And right off the bat, Joel, I need to I need to ask you: uh, you call bullshit on this, or, or do you think there there will be consequences? From, yeah, I call from the um, because a lot of the a lot of the times when you see the the news sources and they say they say something like pudiera, yeah, you know, could could so it's it's you know this could happen. And so it's usually just just to um, clickbait. If I I feel if it was if they were serious about it, uh, USSF or Concacaf uh, were serious about this, then they would have already, you know, made it official. And here's the 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 part that is tricky. How can you punish Max? They're not in charge of the stadium, and even if the fans, like, how do you know? You know, because those fans are from the U.S. Uh, a lot of them are U.S. citizens. So how are you, you know what I mean? How are you punishing a, this team for something they don't have much control over? It's it's a very unique situation because the match is being hosted in the United States, which in theory means it's, you know, all the fans are, are from, yeah. you know? So it's like, how can you... Like Mexico is the away, a quote unquote, the away team, and you know you can't punish them for their shenanigans, right? You know, so I don't yeah. Know. If you if it's if an, you had like a section, because you know some some teams have travel like away fan fans that section, travel, yeah, away fan section, and it's like you know they had the barra right there, the, the, whatever you want to call it, tutti frutti, and it's coming from there. Then yeah, they're bringing it. But in a you know in a stadium like that, where 
how are you going to single out people and say, oh, this dude, they're from Mexico. Or they can't do that. Um, and I'm sure there's like Central Americans and other people that go watch the game that, that I'm pretty sure join in on the chant. So it's, it's yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. But I feel that it became an, a non-issue like once the World Cup was already set in Qatar. Yeah. Where they were like, ah, whatever, dude, we don't even care anymore. And Qatar, you know, Qatar had, I don't know if you guys remember um, that that sign they had in Qatar, um, the things you couldn't do. That's right. Like, was, <laughs> I was like, dude, that's, that's, some of that stuff was like, like if you're complaining about the chat, uh, come look at this board first. Um, which some of that stuff, I don't know if you guys remember, as well, some teams tried to um, they tried to protest. Remember, Germany wanted to uh, I don't know what they wanted to do, and then they ended. It up was like, the UEFA. It was the UEFA with their respect band <laughs> in rainbow colors. It's how I believe it was but, uh, Sweden or, or Belgium but also wasn't in allowed Germany, to practice in their. No, but rainbow. also in Qatar. I, also in Qatar, yeah. they, they they wanted. That was exactly it. Uh, Germany was trying to use it. It was the whole UEFA block that was going to use it, and they got. Ah, because when you said UEFA, I thought you were talking about like a nope, a UEFA tournament. No, yeah, yeah so the Euro UEFA teams. All, like, se juntaron yeah. por sus huevos, and they're like, "No, we're going to do this." And then FIFA was like, "Shut the fuck up! No, you're not." <laughs> and then yeah, the security right. was snatching flags off of people because you know how Brazil has like super color colorful state flags. They were like, nah, bro, that's LGBTQIA. Get the shit out of here. So they were snatching them. That's, that's, and there just was their regular, that's just their regular flag. Yeah, exactly. They were like, yeah, Brazil's wild, dude. The jungle. <laughs> um, I do want to add a little bit of context. So there really hasn't been any official, like, if we hear the chant, there, there will be punishment. But I will say the Mexican national team did tweet out something uh, today at, at around 3.30. Basically just acknowledging that they're working on being anti-discriminating and that they're very they're working very closely with the U.S. men's national team and that they will be monitoring and educating the fans before the match, during the match, uh, to prevent these type of chants. He said educating the fans? Yeah, they, you know, they. Pero mira, like, here's they the thing. Get a Bud Light. What I mean by educating exactly, is. Exactly. Wait, I'm gonna be shouting puto left and right, but I'm still gonna go buy Bud Light at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, vale yeah. like, puto no es porque te gusta la ñonga, es porque sabes qué, güey. Porque eres puto y no estás haciendo trabajo. Like, por eso mero. Like, it's a big, big difference. So it says. You know, and. It says, we are aware of the U.S. Soccer Federation policy regarding discriminatory conduct in international parties. The FMF will not tolerate any discriminatory, offensive, or abusive conduct. And they said, uh, you know, they have tried to eradicate, eradicate this by sending proactive messages before the game. And that these educational videos, emails, and sound announcements within the stadium uh, have been, you know, they've been doing this for, for, the, for the last five years. And that they have committed to, uh, you know, basically be a good boy for these matches. So, I mean, it, it does sound like 
they're trying to anticipate something happening tomorrow. But we'll see. And I already forgotten about that. I mean, like this still, this is still a thing. Well, here's the other thing. All right. And a part of the fans have turned it into like a weaponized thing, right? So it's going to happen if Mexico's losing. And we're down or we're just not performing well. It's going to happen and they're going to do it. So, yeah, they are expecting it. Right. So that's how that one's going to roll. But like Leco says, all right, cool. If it does happen, then what are they going to do? Because yes. the proceeds of this match, they're not staying in the Mexican Feder- Federation. They're going to the U.S. Soccer Federation. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Lose money that we're not earning? Cool. Like, these are your fans. The U.S. has done zero measures to implicate a fan ID, which you know we're going to need by the World Cup. Yeah. So what are you really going to do to, one, discourage American fans? Because if anything, all right, this is going to be an American issue because Mexico, como dijeron, they blast it over the stadium all the time. You always hear it. So where is the problem being grown? Is it being grown here? Is it being grown in Mexico? And even yeah. so, how do you tackle not just that, but it's more of a cultural issue, right? Yeah, right. That, I think you got it with the fan ID. Um, ultimately, I think that's what. If, if they were, like, really serious about it, they could easily get eradicate that just with that, with the whole ID thing, and and you would be banned from, from going to games. I want to play this out. Because I'm looking at this as a win-win situation for us, right? Us, the fans that are unhappy with the mediocre product that's being put out by the Mexican national team. So let's say that tomorrow they have a terrible night and the U.S. beats Mexico. And at the same time, there are a lot of unruly fans that towards the end of the game start saying some things that they shouldn't be saying. And we end up getting punished. What does that mean for Mexico? We are no longer allowed to have friendlies in the United States. What's that going to look like for the Nations League and for the Gold Cup? And where would that put Diego Coca's job on the line, right? So, like, this could be a win-win situation for Mexico. Win-win? I don't know, man. Uh, If they were to ban, like, Mex, those tournaments are happening in the U.S., including... uh, Copa America. So why would you want to miss out on the Copa America? Hey man, so, if if we can hurt them where it, where it, where it counts, which is the wallet <laughs> and and also see Diego Coca's uh, dismissal, bro, this would they, be the biggest victory of all they, victories. They would just have Max play in uh, like in the <laughs> which where they should be playing. They should which be playing in Mexico. Why are they playing all their games here? They're not even from they, here. They, they did that in the, um, what was it, 03 Gold Cup? Or two or three, I think it's, I can't, my memory is 2003 fuzzy. when they beat Brazil. Yes, yes. And uh, a lot of games were played in the U.S., but Mexico played all their games at Azteca. I don't know if Jalisco hosted matches, um, but, <clears throat> but, I mean, that wouldn't, that would be a possibility. But it's just it's just too much money, dude. I don't think I don't think um, like Soccer United Marketing or even Concacaf wanna wanna miss out on that. And hey, man, and, um, 
If this Let's was school, if this if this was school, I hope we get ex uh, expelled, and we have to go to a different district. And then, like the only, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that would really hurt us is if they take away the World Cup, right? Like, how are you going to learn this lesson? Get the little más que nada. We're going to take away the World Cup. Your country is no longer found fit because you are homophobic and your culture is homophobic. Oh man! Yeah, right? but they can Imagine do it. That would be the way. Imagine doing that for Qatar, bro. Argument like Qatar. They wake up also Russia, like all the other ones. No, for so Russia, like, was, was due to that war. Would that was due to war. That no, would be no, no, before when they hosted the World Cup. When they hosted the World Cup, it was their whole anti-gay thing, and that was also a big spotlight. So the fact that it was given to Russia and then it was given to Qatar yeah, so, was so like the not... hot topic of like what like does FIFA have to stand on on human rights, right? But now that's being imposed on us. And if there's really any punishment that's really going to hurt, that's really going to change the Mexican fan base, that's really going to have a resounding impact, it would be us losing the World Cup. But guess what? It's not gonna happen. They don't have the balls. Yeah, they don't have the balls to do that. They don't have it. They don't have well, it. No, and that they, would be the it, only thing that would change us, right? But, but you know what? It's been but, five years. It's been five no, years, think, and nothing has changed. I know, but think about it. A lot of this outrage is online, and if you like were to do the numbers, it's minuscule. So, and the media just always makes it look worse than it is. So they like to, you know, like you'll see with all the, the, um, all the complaints and all. The, the fact that mob mentality is a real thing. Yes, it is very small, but all it takes is two or three guys in the Senate, y lo otro, y otro, y otro, and that's how a mob gets started. No, no, I know. So but see, therefore, this is, this once is... that happens, ya estoy medio pedo, y sabes que we're losing. <laughs> and now here's the other question. No, 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 but my, my... Is it the other team or is it my own goalie, my own team that isn't performing well? Who am I no. expecting more out of? No, my my take is is on the whole um, punishing Max by taking something away from them because mm -hmm. the 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 pressure the pressure to do something about it it was coming mostly from like online community. That's kind of where it started. Going back to 2014 and that's where people started like complaining online saying oh this was this and and um that's kind of where you see it more and and how we know that at the end at the end of the day it wasn't like they didn't give in because the whole qatar dude it was like the whole country and they yeah they did try there was a push for a while and nothing happened and the ratings weren't affected you know, nothing happened at the end of the day, dude. They even said, you know, because they had, I, I can't remember too much, but I think they said, like, if they would, like, if, if it, the, the chant was heard at the World Cup, um, that they would, like, give Mexico an L or something like that. But I remember, like, once heading in, they said, like, like, ah, you know. Boys will be boys, dude. They just <laughs> <laughs> whatever, dude. This is Qatar, you know. Like it's a whole other shit over here. And so, but that's what I'm saying right now. Where it's like they know, like, like uh, these companies, because it's a lot of it is through through the. It you know, a lot of this happened because the it wasn't FIFA and it wasn't like uh, like Concacaf and all them. The pressure was coming because, like, 
the sponsors. Mm-hmm. So the pressure will go to the sponsors and be like, "Oh, Adidas, you, 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 you know, you're you're I like to this or you're into that." So they were kind of worried it was gonna hurt the brand, and so that's kind of it's kind of like where we're seeing right now where you what's kind of happening and what happened with the Bud Light recently when they did the cans with the with the Mulvaney and and how it's it's just become a big issue and and but I think it's been so long now it's dude, since 2014 well, it's almost 10 years mm-hmm. it's been 10 years and they haven't gotten rid of chat nothing's happening dude. I don't think nothing happened in all this time and I don't think nothing's gonna happen now yeah, I don't think anything's going to happen. I think that rumor was just brought out. So when the Puto chant does happen, <laughs> you know, the U.S. soccer trainer, yeah. like, washed her hands from it. Oh, we told them, you know, we warned them. But come on, nothing's <laughs> going to happen. They're not going to get rid of Mexico cash cow for CONCACAF. You pull Mexico out and you stop bringing in those dollars for CONCACAF events, that's easily 60% of your revenue right there. And then the other thing, Mexico needs to stop being stupid instead of bending over for all these stupid rules because everybody mm-hmm. knows it's not homophobic. Mexico needs to do a reverse uno. They need to force one of the players on the squad to come out as gay so then they can't call you homophobic. So then, Where's so then Jonah Dos Santos out. where we need him? Where's Jonah? Be slippery, get that yeah, you, so somebody you come too. out gay and then they ban you, then they're homophobic for banning you. You got an openly gay player. Well, we need three at least. You need, <laughs> but you, you beat me to the to the Uno reference. I was trying to make it, and I just couldn't. I couldn't think of the card. <laughs> you, you nailed it. Um, I was trying to. Um, yeah. That, <laughs> who who you put though, man? We uh, we don't have yeah. we don't have Salcido anymore. I guess it was. Wait, was just for the hair, Acevedo. <laughs> that beauty routine has to be so long. <laughs> he gets treatment. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Acevedo, perfect. Hey, look. Acevedo. Ochoa's going to be the starter for 2026 unless you're willing to do this. Damn. <laughs> you need to come out as gay, man. Acevedo, we're going into Seattle. You know what you have to do. You got oh, to take one for the team, bro. <laughs> Uh, you gotta take on the whole team. <laughs> yeah. This, this this conversation went south. It, it took a left turn. So <laughs> we we not even talking about football anymore. If U.S. soccer fans listen to this episode, they'll be like, "I told you they were homophobic." <laughs> nah, they're. This uh, segment is sponsored by Bud Light. <laughs> Bud Light. No, I, I always felt that the fans were homophobic because of um, Salcido, man. That dude was put oh. on blast since Brazil World Cup. His pictures were um, were leaked. His relationships with, you know. Yeah. And I never I saw him. I, though. I think it's just like Paisa Carrilla, just poking fun. It is, it is, but, but, but think that's like what... Homophobic incension. No, but did you ever see, like, Sancido get any, you know, and you know that the fans turn on him or or you know, they'll yell stuff at him? I never saw anything happen. 
That's what I'm saying. I don't think like there's a homophobic nature behind like you know like to the serious seriousness of like racism in America, where like you actually have like white guys chasing down a black guy in a truck and killing him. Like that's racism. I don't think the severeness of homophobia in Mexico is to the extent that they're trying to make a look. Even puto, there's no homophobic meaning behind it it's just like an insult but no one is actually thinking of you know like the word like bag like literally yeah when they when they say puto no one has that yeah. in their mind there's a there, and yeah you and there's a lot of examples because i know in Mexico they've had like in mexico they had um legalized same-sex marriage way before the u.s and even they've they've had like 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 those pride parades but there's this pretty good documentary on, on Sun Vice. It's pretty old. I can't remember the name, but it was like Las Margaritas or something like that. Oh. And it was like like the trans that they would play soccer mm-hmm. right there in Tepito. And Tepito's like like inner city, super dangerous, you know. So if you Bro, think... Tepito's like you're about to catch a knife in the road. <laughs> so it's like, where like, could I'm you get? Like... Reynosa and I'm not fucking with Tepito. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So you know you'll be like where where would you see some homophobes in that that place will probably have some, and not at all, man. They would they have their they have their like trans World Cup or or whatever it's called, but and it's a pretty good documentary. I I um I can't even remember the name. And like yeah, that's maybe. one of the things. Like I don't know if this was just my upbringing, but I grew up you know spending time in Mexico and things like that, and the whole third sex is a very real thing within the culture. I, I potitos, there's transvesti, this and that. I grew up in my family. Dude, there was always two or three potitos hanging around. Son, son amigos de mi tía, <laughs> trabajan las maquiladoras, this and that. Yeah, and it was dude. like, all right, cool. They're just one of us. Like, exactly. It, there's it, there's it no... It wasn't that issue. There's no malice. It's just a cultural thing. Yeah. We, we just hate the other opposing team, and that's just like, you that's know... That's it. That's it. It has nothing to do with anything literally or like that, but, you know... It's 2023, we need to start bro. Chanting culero. That's how we need to start doing. Switch it to culero. Yeah. Can't change. But. Yeah, it doesn't the roll Mexico off the tongue. First, is that all this started with the U.S. saying it was homophobic and everything. Mm-hmm. If Mexico geographically was not located to the U.S., this puto chant would have never became an issue. But just because America doesn't want to offend anyone from any side whatsoever. The fact that this chant started being heard in America, that's why it became an issue. But if, you know, if the puto chant was in Venezuela, Brazil, Peru, you would not see articles about some homophobic chant at soccer stadiums. Because it wouldn't care. Because in that part of the world, it doesn't matter to them. And let's talk about the real racism, racism going on in Spain and in parts of Europe, Italy. Like, those dudes are actually dropping, like, the N-word. And it happens Monkey time and time again. Everything. Time and time again, like, the pitch. every week, bro, like, uh, what's his name? Vinny from Madrid, bro. He be getting, he be getting dog, bro, and they, they, they turn a yeah. blind eye get, uh, towards that stuff. Lukaku, two uh, weeks yeah. ago. Uh, apparently, Sané from Bayern said something racist to Mane. Hey, he so, got he got hit in the face, too. Yeah, so I don't, I just think it's, this thing is being blown out of proportion just because mm-hmm. Mexico is in America, and America 
It's just a society that wants to please everybody, not offend anyone. So anything that might come out as offensive, it, be, it gets blown up. Like, you know, you mentioned Adidas. Adidas was started by Nazis, and no one's saying <laughs> yes. nothing there. Adi Dadler. Adidas. Watch yeah. the movie Air. Oh. They talk about it's... it. Oh, I've been wanting, I want to see it. It's a great that. movie. It's called, I, I found the, it's called Las Gardenias. It's just like 20 minutes. Uh, you like soccer? It's it's pretty interesting. You have to uh, drop it in the chat. I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah, oh. it's a pretty interesting, uh, you know. And you see like the people from there and that's, you know, that's to me, it's like the what makes it more interesting because you're seeing like the actual people that live in the area and, and just how, how that's one part of their, you know, football that goes on there. Um, part of the football. <laughs> so, you know, looking at this match tomorrow, let's be honest, uh, you know, Mexico usually has like a friendly against the United States, like once a year, once every other year. And, you know, they're trying to hype this up with uh, the all-state name and endorsements. But realistically, how would you guys feel tomorrow if we end up losing to the United States? No big deal for me. But I know for the majority of fans, it's it's going to be uh, rage-inducing. Honestly, I've been numb to the national team like <laughs> six months leading up to the World Cup. The only game where I got, got a little bit of emotion was actually the game versus Saudi Arabia, where I was like, holy fuck, let's just do it. Let's just make it to the next round. Yeah, okay. Always forgiven. And then you saw the stupid things they did, like, <laughs> I'm doing on this. Like, but the, my point was, back in the day, like, ooh, USA, Mexico. I don't care if it was Molero, if it was official. I was looking forward to it. If it wasn't for you guys talking about it, I wouldn't even remember that they played tomorrow. <laughs> like, it wasn't even on my schedule as far as like, oh, I got to make time because I got to watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was my take. So here's the deal. I'm going to watch it to see how the team functions. Porque igual como infales de Parga, no hay pedo si perdemos este, si perdemos la Nations League. Now the Gold Cup, my dear good sir. Ahí sí se me van a calentar los huevos. We have to do something there. This isn't just a practice round. Because we're going to have everybody in this one, dude. Have have you seen the team that we're taking? The downs that we already have. Las bajas que ya, que ya tenemos. Like, <clears throat> we're not coming in with everything. So, as long... I want to see the tactical setup and what the plan is. Porque if we're just playing in the back, what the fuck are we doing? Like, this isn't us. We're not even going to try to attack. So that's the way I'm gonna watch it. Um, like like y'all said, I've been dead inside for a little bit on this one just because of how bad it was performing. I would like to see this team firing on, on all cylinders, but honestly, this Diego Coca shit is starting to feel like false flag. Yep. Like <laughs> he's just says the right and the wrong things at the same time, and he's like, "A los Estados Unidos siempre les tenemos que ganar." It's like, wait, you don't even know shit about this. Like you're. You're new. You're you're new to the fucking country, the league, all of it. Like, what what have you really been doing here? You know, I know you had a couple stents before, and you failed in Mexico before you te sacaron y lo regresaste. So, I I just don't get it. And then also, and just to segue for a little bit, our number one pick, uh, Almeida, has been taking a shit for the past two weeks. 
So in Greece? No, no shit, no, I mean, um, este, Pachuca, Pachuca, Pachuca. Oh, um, Almada. Almada, Andale, Andale. Has been taking a shit for the past two weeks. Yeah. So, ahí estamos, ¿verdad? That's, that's, that's the eye that I'm looking at it going into this game tomorrow. Yeah, you mentioned uh, some of the things that Coca says, sort of uh, mixed feelings. One of the things that really irritated me was, you know, they mentioned uh, Pocho Guzman, the the great form that he's in for Chivas, and that he has been for for a while now. You know, obviously winning with Pachuca and all that. And he was like, "Hey, look, I only keep a radar on the players that I've called up, and I'm not really paying attention to everybody else." I'm like, "Dude, it's your job to look at it." through a non-objective lens you have to be watching everything and and you can't just be like oh these are my guys and those are the only guys i'm gonna keep my eye on like no dude what is wrong with you i don't agree with it i have a feeling he's just on a blacklist he's just blacklisted he's a player that's not allowed to play for the national team for whatever reason so quick question do you guys listen to any of the food box stuff a a what used to be Fox Deportes and now is owned by like some other people that still run the name Fox Deportes in Latin America. Not um, really. They're doing that. and one of is that one of the things that it might be it might be with El Pocho's doping issue. Yeah. And like you said earlier, the sponsors putting pressure on that and like, hey, so you're calling a dude that known for doping and what's the relationship here that would be the thing porque si no que chingo está haciendo te está pasando yeah wait when, when he was called I, doping I though understand. it was after like results after a pachuca game correct like he got tested after a pachuca game then the results came out later they knew about this a while ago and they still let the transfer go through it's not yeah, like more, it's not like oh point, but we never got in trouble, right? I, I don't know how they kept it under under wraps, right? But I mean, this was known ahead. It's not like they, you know, they sold the car and the car facts show the the you know whatever the car accident. Like they knew about this shit, bro. They try to cover it up and play us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They never got in trouble. So let's say he were to get called up to the national team. And they have an official tournament, and he fills the drug test like for cocaine. Like literally, what's the worst? I don't think they're gonna kick out the national team because it's not like what maybe you lose the game if at all. Like a liability issue, issue, you mean? It's a sponsors issue. Yeah. Right, and it's the whole morality clause issue. And let's be honest, we've all known people who have gotten fired because of fucking morality clauses. Right, so that is that devil in detail. Yeah. So, what sponsors want to be associated with? Not just the team. Let's say that specific player, right? And okay, well, that specific player is wearing the jersey that my name might not be on it, but practice squad is fucking lit up with my. So that the whole funny money of in and that makes sense like why else would Pocho be blacklisted then comes the question of Funes Mori he got red he got kicked out why aren't we calling him up 
he doesn't play next week. He's a perfect candidate. But now, is it because Argentine doesn't want to take naturalizados? Like, get yeah. to us. Like we're we're literally getting the worst of both worlds. Yeah, the only silver lining to this with Coca is he did finally call up some of his his Atlas boys, and uh, Oziel Herrera. You know, everyone's excited about this guy. So I mean, you know, I guess that's the silver lining. He did he did bring up some Atlas players, um, but I mean, the rule was that you know teams were only allowed to actually they weren't even a. Um, they didn't have to release their players for this match because it's not an official window. And I think they try to do like two per club, you know. So there were some restrictions with this particular call-ups. But, you know, we'll see what happens tomorrow. What I will say is if it's a pretty embarrassing scoreline, I can see Coca getting fired, bro. Like, I know I'm like kind of quick on the trigger, but... If it's like substantially like uh, uh, like it's a blowout like we're talking three zero, I don't know, bro. I, I don't see this dude getting waking up the next morning and still having a job. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the <laughs> roster and the U.S. roster. I mean, it's not impressive whatsoever. Actually, I think I find the Mexico one. Who does the U.S. have? So I mean, goalie. I couldn't even tell you who one of those guys is. A defender, you know, they got like Serginho Dust, who hasn't done nothing. And then outside of that, they got like Matt Miazga, the guy who like beefed up with Lightness. Yeah. Uh, he just got scored. He was starting center back over the weekend, and they scored five goals on his team, and he was a big fall at him. Uh, over that, they got Zimmerman, who's like older. They got Kellen Acosta, who does well for LAFC, but nothing crazy. Then on the top, they got Cowell and. Brandon Vasquez, who honestly combined, they probably got like three, four goals this season, if at all. So, I mean, it looks like a MLS versus Liga Mekis without foreigners and stars. <laughs> so both B teams. Honestly, with the U.S. is looking like three A players, like Kellen Acosta type. Everybody else is like B and C. And with Mexico, you actually have some A's like uh, Julian Araujo, Kevin Alvarez, uh, Jesus Gallardo, Henry Martin, you know, Alexis Vega. Hey, is he injured? I think Martin didn't get injured. Oh, Martin's injured. out. Yeah, they okay, so that one striker, De La Rosa. There was some uh, last That's minute. That's why the whole thing of Funes Mori, que pedo. Huh. Yeah, there were some last minute movements. And they called up four players that were not originally on the original list. Yeah. Who's been called up? Uh, so Edgar Lopez, Aldo Rocha, Victor Guzman, and Oziel Herrera. So they do have Pocho. No, it's the other Victor Guzman, the I'm defender. The right <laughs> Bizarro. Yeah. There's two of them. Damn, so is De La Rosa the only striker? Huh. I don't know who, who else. I, yeah, because the other one was Henry Martin, so Henry Martin's out. And then so corner. here's the thing. It's just like his his own boss told him when during the day was there is zero pressure for you to win this one, the next one, or even the following one. 
Nothing will happen. We will keep on rolling. <laughs> now, FF is known for false flagging. Okay. Pero, for what? Why are we... Like, Neta, what are you doing this year to your base? Your aficionado. Like, you're giving us blood Wait, you in mean? Argentine? What? No, these games if just had to be played. It, it's just you had these games that had to be played. The the team is, is it looks bad right now. I don't think it's as bad as it's made to look, but the media and 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 such have have painted the national exactly. team in the a really bad picture, and then they they piled on. Oh, you got three defeats to the U.S. So this would be a fourth. Fourth in a you row. Know? And, yeah. And it's like, you know, and then the media jump on that and, you know, with the whole, they're surpassing Mex and then Mex fans, very fragile and brittle. They're like, oh no, you know, they go, <laughs> they go out, chicken little, the sky is falling and they make it seem like, oh yeah, it's true and, and, and we suck. And it's like, well, it's, it's not really, you know, it, it's, We've talked about this, I forgot which pod. It, you know, one team usually has the, they'll take, you know, they'll, they'll be the one winning for for a while and then it goes to the other team and back and forth. They've just had the advantage right now, but I haven't seen them completely surpass Mexico where they're, you know, playing them out of the field, uh, completely humiliating them. They were all very close games. A golden goal, penalty kicks, just like a one goal difference. Very, you know, hard fought games. It's not like they they put five zero and and the Mex team looked lost out there. Like they just they just couldn't stop them. You know, it was it's not nothing like that. Um, but I, but to me, it does show like this fear of like, oh, the U.S. is gonna, you know, it's 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 gonna happen and and all of this. I think it's a little bit like, well, why are you worrying about that? You know, if you're trying to next get to a quinto partido or even win a World Cup, uh, you, chances are you might not even play the U.S. in a World Cup. So, you, you know, you're worrying about the wrong team here. <clears throat> One little caveat. Although this is a friendly, it is a cup match. So there will be a winner and a loser. Uh, there, The match will not end in a draw. Just wanted to throw that out there. This is the last thing. Uh, wanna, this is the last thing I want to say about the whole Pudo channel. Just got me curious where all this came from. The original like leak or news came from a writer, Side Siegler. He's like a gay sports writer for a website called Outsports.com. Uh huh. That's so same thing. It's like a pro gay sports website, and that's where it all came from. And then everybody else picked up on it. Then, like, Marca, like, the Spanish newspaper, oh, they I literally see. have, it literally says, the Mexican chant is mainly directed at rival goalkeepers. The word puto translates, can be translated to English as faggot, mm. which is not, which is, like, uh eh. But now you see, like, how it started, like, with, like, one pro-gay no. website saying something. Everybody else picked on it, and now it becomes a rumor. But yeah, no, and that. But the I'm only sorry, thing just... is, yes, the U.S. soccer passed some rule like last year, 
but it has zero intention of doing anything in Mexico. I'm I'm surprised a, a Spanish outlet would would get the the wording wrong. It means prostitute. Yeah, it's a uh, what it means, not English it website. Mean, but yeah, it doesn't mean gay. It means it means prostitute. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, that's the last thing I touch but, on it. But yeah, it's just ridiculous how far it's gone. Listen, fellow Latinx, we need to change our language. <laughs> that's point blank. You forgot to add he, him, and her. What are your Fish. pronouns, Ricardo? Urex. Puto, puta y putísima. Grande, grandísimo. Grandí, grandó. Hey, but the, the, yeah. the, those Spanish guys, they don't have a leg to stand on. I mean, they, they, no, but that, that was the thing. You go back then, and that was a whole thing where like, social media was exploding, and you had people that were like, it was kind of coming off of the the Me Too movement, and they kind of saw as like, there's some like power here where we can force change or do stuff. So I, I do feel in some in some part, some people were on it for the right reasons, and then others just because you know they just. It's just like chaos, or or they just maybe not realizing you're trying to impose ideologies or something on on other people. But it's kind of like, wait, because it's 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 been online mostly. This was all online stuff through social media, where you would have all this pressure, and and you would even see it where they would tag like the sponsors or whoever's related, you know. And and I saw it with like people too, like someone said something. You know, say something stupid online, and then they'll find where he works, and then they'll tag the job and all that, and you'll see people getting fired. And so that's kind of where it was coming, where it was like, it was getting crazy, where it was like, shit, you know, you had to be like, very, very careful of what you said, because then they could paint you in a really bad way. And and some people are just, you know, sometimes you just say something stupid, doesn't mean you're like that. Others, of course, they are like that, but... It, it just it didn't matter. I, I felt like it was getting kind of crazy, um, all of that that was going on, and and yeah, they, it became. So yeah, it was like what 2014 around that time. Uh, it was the a witch hunt. It That's was, it was. But the, and the chant had been around since um, was it 2001? The 90s. The 90s. it was the Preolympic. No, it was Atlas fans, and then Mexico fans. I think it was the same Atlas fans when Mexico was playing uh, Preolimpico in Jalisco. So, yeah, like what, 98, like 99, maybe? When was it? When was it? If only we had a thing to check. But it was towards, uh, it was Atlas fans towards America fans or what? Or- I think they started it because of Oswaldo Sanchez. Oh, uh, when, he, when he switched? I Oswaldo well, he started at Atlas, but yeah. he got sold to America. Oh, man. <laughs> he was, this guy would play the, the two biggest rivals and became a... Thanks for... Became uh, a saint. Thanks for reminding me, <laughs> he man. Be, he he became a saint to Chivas fans because he called him San Osvaldo. Uh, so and they like, couldn't cut uh, it in America. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, wait, so... Oh. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I'll, I'll talk about Osvaldo later because I did listen to the podcast. He was on Ramon Ramirez's, uh, I mean Ramon Morales's podcast. There was a couple things. Oh, I, I forgot to listen to yeah, that. It's really good. Because uh, I know they talked about his transfer to Santos, and they talked about all of he that. Was, they, because they were, the news was that he wanted more money, <clears> and uh, he denied it. Yeah, so really quickly, the story about Osvaldo Sanchez, how he became pro, is he was actually scouted by Marcelo Biesla. And uh, he got the opportunity to uh, play for Atlas. Uh, the, co- the goalie got injured, and he got to start in uh, against America, actually. That was his debut. And he had a really good, good outing with them. And then um, he got called up for the under 20s and for the national team and somebody from america liked him and they're like hey you're gonna be uh playing for america and and he did and he played for america and then he woke up one day and he found out that he had been transferred to chivas like they didn't even consult him or anything he just the next day he woke up and duca ferretti called him and said uh we won't like give practice starts at 10 (laughs) a.m Yeah, so he joined Chivas, and you know, the rest is history. But he did mention that w- the whole Santos um, transfer started even before the season was over. So, as they were mentally preparing themselves for the final against Toluca, he was already getting hit up by uh, Tigres and Santos. Like he says, like hours before the final, he said that, "Hey, we already." Uh, we already arranged it with Jorge Vergara. So you're going to be joining us. And we look forward to talking to you after the match. And this was with both Tigres and Santos. So Vergara negotiated him behind his back. He didn't even know. And uh, yeah, he decided to go to Santos because I guess at the time they were the worst team in, in Liga Mekis. And he he felt that he was up for the challenge, and he felt like the fans wouldn't hate him because he's he's not joining a direct rival. He's joining like the worst team, and he ended up obviously getting paid more as well. So, yeah, interesting story about Osvaldo Sanchez. Two thousand four. Here I'm seeing um, for Olimpico. No, it, for. The 2004 uh, Olympics. So it was 2003. What are you talking about? Uh, when they used the chant for the national team. Oh, okay. The okay. corner kick chant at Jalisco. I see. And then some crazy gay guy online started attacking Mexico. <laughs> All right. That is gonna happen, guys. I think we can, uh, we can, <laughs> we can let this one go. Ricardo, I hope they all, I hope they all scream puto and I it think, all burns down. Uh, I, I think it is. I think if they would have never made a deal. They wouldn't have been using it anymore. But I think, uh, you know, it it got turned into such a big deal that, you know, a lot of fans now just say it now. Now it's, you can't ignore you know. it anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> and and these these guys, these guys don't get that foot that racism, sexism, and even whatever you want anti-gay is part of football. 
every you go to South America, you hear the chance, you go to Europe, you go to Spain, especially Spain. You saw what they told Hugo, they called him an Indian. Yeah. And they're all they they have all those funny names with their funny accents, with their funny words. And they're they have they don't have any a right to criticize a national team. They're just some crazy gay guy, like I said, that for whatever reason he he doesn't know how to use a dictionary and he felt attacked. Yeah, well, I'm saying because that was kind of the thing that was going on back then, and it was sort of like, you know, very similar to what was, I don't know if you guys saw this, some of the stuff that was going viral, like some TikTokers that would go to a gym and say, oh, this this guy's staring at me. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're setting up a camera, and, and sort of like, I would be looking too, because it's like, dude, I, I ain't trying to be on your video, even if it's background. <laughs> um, but you saw some of them put on blast where it's like, that guy, you know, that person hasn't even looked your way. You're, uh, and it's kind of like that where it's sort of like, where, where can I generate controversy? Yeah. And, and is, is, Mexico the only, is Mexico the only national team with sponsors? Well, no, but see, it worked because it came through the U.S. and Mexico plays games in the U.S. That's why it kind of worked. I guess some of the sponsors here panicked because you didn't hear shit about it in Mex, you know? You didn't hear Bimbo saying, hey, dude, those uh, sandwich commercials are going to disappear if you don't, you know, <laughs> you don't issue a statement. Um, yeah. so was, <laughs> you remember those? With Chicharito? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I can't wait to see Nacho Cuadro with awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm dying and I'm waiting for that. <laughs> that was that was, a, that was a big push because like Mexicans don't really eat sandwiches; they eat tacos and stuff like that. So you you know you have to get them to buy mayonnaise and and other that other stuff that it's As not. Torta mejor. That it, it's, yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I don't account. care either <laughs> one cares like federation. I think they're just doing it so they can say like they tried. Because even the rule that U.S. soccer passed is saying you'd be banned like from friendlies, so you wouldn't even be banned like from actual FIFA Concacaf events. Mm-hmm. And it, at the end of the day, you gotta remember all these people—they're corporate leaders. Yeah, is like look at like companies like Mercedes-Benz and their social media on this part of the world. During Pride Month, they have like their Pride logo, but look up their social media sites like in the Middle East. Nope, the regular logo. You know, they're just catering to. Okay. Their audience. Yeah, so all these big wigs yes. is like, hey, obviously our audience is against this kind of talk. Let's just say we're against it too. But are they going to hit themselves in their own pockets? No, no way. Yeah. Yeah, I- and that's that's pretty much it. Like you said, if, in in the social media, if you, if you saw, in, in those other countries, they wouldn't even, they wouldn't do the same thing. They weren't, they weren't changing their, their um their logos or anything. It was clickbait that was generated, and now here we fucking are, right? And the big thing is, like we all said, we need to pull the Uno card and switch it. It's like, hey, why are you telling me that my culture is wrong? Like, who are you to be the dictator of culture? It's kind of like we've talked about it before in previous costs when Cavani said Negrito. Yeah. And he got in mad trouble when the South family. Americans are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, that's just a regular term. Like, it's those type of things of, like, why are you the gatekeeper of culture and telling me that my culture is wrong? Yeah. 
you know, like it's it's one of those very very difficult subjects. But because we're playing in the U.S., they they decide what rules we want to. But you're not gonna really hurt us, and then that's what happens. Now, I do want to point this out since we were talking about Osvaldo just a second ago. Los huevos de Osvaldo in 2011, because I had to pull it up because, like you said, sometimes my brain writes uh, fan fiction. In <laughs> in 2011. <laughs> Este, there was a shootout outside of Estadio Corona, mm -hmm. and they were playing. It was televised on live TV because I remember watching this as a kid. It was Monarcas versus Santos, and outside there was a shootout, and there was wow. RPGs that were used, and it was like, you know, it was early 2011 Mexico. So right? anyways, I started wild. blasting. <laughs> so Osvaldo over here is like, come on, dude. You know, and it was, it's, there, there's video of people laying in the streets. It was televised on, on TV. Pero los huevos para que se fue allá. And then afterwards, he, like, apologized to the people and everything. And, you know, yes, it was just gunshots. We're sorry. So, Wait, he, left, take on he that, left the stadium? No, no, he was in the stadium. No, no, like, no way. Pidió disculpas, like an ambassador for the city. He was like, we're oh, that's sorry terrible. that this yeah. happened. You guys came to visit us. And this happened outside oh, of our right. home. Yeah. Like we we do apologize for this. Yeah. So it was it was a very powerful moment. For real, dude, it was like <laughs> yo, come on, man. I'm from Reynosa. Like that shit was happening. And Soriana had this back blown out because of it. Like she <laughs> <it> was hot. <laughs> like, did you guys see that movie Don't Drink Your Juice in the Hood? Which one? Yes. Yes. The don't drink your juice in the hood. Oh. Is it a comedy movie making fun of the gang movies? No. Is with the Wayans brothers? Don't be a menace. Yeah, don't be a menace. Also, and there's a couple gang movies, but oh, there's yeah. a scene where he's coming out of like a 7-Eleven, and it's this is like Boys in the Hood. He's making fun of the Boys in the Hood scene where a car pulls up and they flash a gun, and. Uh, you pull out the bazooka. Yeah, these yeah. guys keep these guys keep one upping each other till this guy opens up his. He had like a like a, what is it like a mail truck or something? And, yeah. <laughs> this is what it reminded me of. This guy said RPGs. I'm like, what? <laughs> God damn, dude. Yo, bro, what? You guys didn't read Narco Blog? Um, no, man. I I just can't. Okay, y'all missing, missing out on the new tactics that the kids are using. And yes, it is brutal. No, it went hella crazy, man. They're like Santa Muerte and all that stuff. It's it's next level, dude. You know what, man? I, I, I think we should get back to football because I don't think that's, this is the right pod for that one. Because <laughs> well, just, just really quick because I remember there was a magazine. I know, I know you're going to know the name. I keep forgetting the name. I think it was from Mexico City. And this was like these photographers. Every time there was like an accident or a crime, they would go and take pictures. Oh. And that's what this, it was like a newspaper. And that's all it was. Dude. It was like it was gore. on Vice, I think. There yeah. was some Vice about the, the guys that did it, right? I, like the I guys remember. that would take the pictures. But I, would, I, dude, I would go. Yeah. They would take my, my like literally woman. like their last breath. They would be like there taking photos of like people dying and shit. Yeah. Yeah, one of the so I used to go to this like liquor store way back when 
because they used to, they had like mag- ma- Mexican magazines, you know, and I would go get the esto and uh, they would sell the esto. It would be like sometimes like a day old because they brought it from TJ or it would be like you could go get it like around midday. But they had it right there, dude. They had that that one newspaper. Um, I forget the name, dude. Alarma or something like that. I, I can't remember why. But it was like, it's just gruesome shit, dude. So yeah, yeah I I, I yeah. imagine narco blog is something like that. Um, sorry guys, I gotta bring it back to football real quick. But <laughs> for those that uh, are unaware, there was a draw for the Gold Cup that's gonna be happening in June and July, and Mexico is in a group with Honduras, Haiti, and Qatar. So that is uh. Their schedule for those official matches. They're actually going to kick off things in Houston at the NRG Stadium. Then they'll make their way to Glendale uh, against IT. And then they finish off in San Jose in my stopping grounds at Levi Stadium against Qatar. Which, by the way, what the fuck is Qatar still doing? Can someone let them know that the World Cup's <laughs> over and they can go back to obscurity? Like, like why are we still inviting them to this shit, bro? Like Barney came back into most. <laughs> it's like, did we did we get did we get rid of you already, bro? It's it's done. Well, this this is like Mexico's uh, protection right there because they can't, you know, because in, in Mexico are homophobes. Qatar are even bigger one. <laughs> and they're in the same group, dude. That's like the the group of hate. It's a group of death, supposedly, right? No, it's it's group of hate because they're the hateful one. So, just wanted to throw that out there. Obviously, hey, wasn't that guy gonna play with with the one dude that was going viral because he put on the he plays in PSG and all his money. No idea. He would give to his mom. He got divorced and and they they didn't have money. Hakimi. Oh, Morocco, dude, wrong. Yeah. Their flags kind of look the same. Wrong continent. Same, same thing. <laughs> I was going up for the flag. Yeah. The flag, I, I saw the... Although I might... Dude, now I got to look it up. Dude. I don't see how... I should have... My, my, eyes, my, eyes can't, my eyes can't be that bad, dude. Your mind's playing tricks on you. <laughs> so, really quickly. So, obviously, like that... The it's it's months away, so we'll we'll talk about Gold Cup later later in future episodes. But I do want to throw out some venues out there for people that are considering buying tickets. So the quarter oh, the quarterfinals the quarterfinals will be taking place in Arlington, Texas, and in Cincinnati. Uh, semifinals will be at San Diego and uh, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. And then the final will be in SoFi over there in your stopping grounds, Joel, in uh, in Southern California. So for all those simps out there that continue to support the Mexican national team, those are some of the cities that uh, will be taking place for the Gold Cup. And before that, the Nations League, obviously Mexico qualified to the semis against the United States. That all will be taking place in Las Vegas at the Allegiant Stadium, and that's on June 15th. So there are some dates for, for people looking to do something in the summer, support their national team, and uh, yeah. No thanks. <laughs> that's what you say now. just call them simps. I don't think they want to buy now. 
Hey, but, but did you guys notice all those all those locations you just you just mentioned, Jaime? Now, one of those cities is none of those games are going to be played in MLS stadiums. I think the Cincinnati uh, TKL is the only one. Uh, they they might as well not even exist, man. I mean, hey, St. Louis is getting the game. Yeah, they will be getting games, um, but this is for the knockout stages. Oh yeah, they're all little tiny stadiums for knockout stage. I mean, the AT and T is Dallas, bro. That's a massive stadium. Yeah, and then no. the the semis are pretty big too. Like Las Vegas, that's a fat stadium. San Diego's no, I mean, like, uh, the MLS stadiums are tiny for them to be hosting like knockout games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was surprised the the T, the Cincinnati stadiums hosting because I don't think that's a pretty. Yeah, they only have like twenty five thousand capacity. Yeah. You see it, mame, 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 about the MLS infrastructure and all the games, all the big games, important games, are being played in NFL stadiums. Yep. Okay, oh, bigger capacity. I mean, in, so, the, in the World Cup, they have those restrictions, right? So knockout stages and beyond, there's a minimum amount that they have to sell. I think, like, for like round of 16 it's 40 and then it goes up from there 60 80 100 for the final so you know similar yeah. for the gold cup yeah but but i think you know that's the whole thing about you could have a big stadium but that just means the maintenance costs more so it's costing you a lot of money you know and and so it's like uc chivas for example and they will go seasons without selling out or have capacity and so they're losing like money there. It's like, so it's in a kind of reason you saw like even Azteca, um, what was they at one point? Like at 120, 110, 120. Mm -hmm. And they're down to about what, 80K? Yeah. And, and that's part of it. So I, I, that was the whole thing with, um, with, with MLS where they, they were smart about like just having the stadiums at like around 2025. 20, and it's like, it's just more profitable for them. You kind of see it too with some of the newer stadiums in and like Liga MX, right? Some mm -hmm. of the for the other teams, not not like not like a Tigres or Monterrey. Yeah, like know, Tijuana, Torreon. Yeah, Tijuana. Yes, of course. On the, the yeah, Kraken, exactly. which is looks really nice. So that's kind of what's going on there. Um, mm -hmm. No, I'm all for like soccer specific <clears throat> stadiums. Uh, you know, San Jose used to play in a college stadium, like a very small. It, it wasn't even regulation size. <laughs> like they were, they were cheating in the early two thousands. They were playing in a field that was smaller than than the the requirements. Must have been fast games, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> really fast games. And no, I well, I remember when when Galaxy started in ninety six at the. At the Coliseum, not the Coliseum, at the, um, at the Rose Bowl. That's tough. There's a huge stadium. It's 90K. And even if they had 20K, it looked empty. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looked so empty. And uh, just really quick, I, I, I found this kind of funny. Um, so Konami, right? Konami had the soccer game. They would do Pro Evolution. Yep. And they, these fuckers did, did an MLS soccer game. And they did the stadiums were like empty. <laughs> they made it super accurate I kid, I, dude i kid you not man yeah man he's just... that's very <laughs> accurate. 
the stands will be empty from one side. Oh, I sure was hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, well, here's here's my thing about the Gold Cup is why aren't we using this as a dry run to test all of our World Cup stadiums? That's what we should really be doing. I think that's where the Copa America to... comes into play, no? They'll have. I, I think, think so, but why not fine-tuning it? But right, there's just going to be... Because we got be a second Gold Cup. Have you seen the opposition? Who's going to sell out IT or Qatar, bro? No one. No one wants yeah. to see that match. Yeah, it's, no, one's, no one's going And I think they're, the free tickets. they're double dipping, right? So a lot of these are going to be double headers. There's no way. There's no way anybody would actually go out to see, like, a Qatar versus IT. Unless there's a Honduras-Mexico no. game attached to it on the same day. Yes. In, the, in the same stadium. So that's how you do it, bro. Because... That shit would be embarrassing, bro. I don't even think, I don't even think people from. I don't, do we have Qatari people here in the United States? I don't even know, bro. It's probably a, a few. few, a few. In in my city, there's there's quite a few. And do they even care about soccer? Because they're filthy rich. Why would they care about sports? <laughs> That's literally it. Yeah. I can't go an hour into the podcast without bringing up some of these results in Liga Mekis. We had uh, we'll start with with the uh, Clásico Joven with Cruz Azul América. What happened there, Abdias? What, what's going on with with? Uh... Uh, well, you know, Pincha América has a man from within. You know, fucking Estrada <laughs> did his thing again. Los Los hombres de pantalones largos came in once again. It's like before, un right before the end of the first half, and that's what happened. Like, because the first half was killer. Rotondi had a couple good shots. It was going. It had, you know, tenía un poquito de buen sazón. And then just after that red, man, that's it. It was gone. Tuca tried, and they tried. But like he said, with a team that is constantly pressing, how can you contain without a man down? Right? And that's... That's all there is to say. Now, what I will say is that this is the, I believe, the third time this motherfucker does that. He did it in the season opener. And, neta, like, fue lo que encarriló mal al potro. And I said it then. I was like, this motherfucker cost us the game. It's going to cost el potro the job. And it started going in bad direction. Because we don't have a central lantero still. Let's remember that. We never plugged that hole. So that always stayed there. Ahora con este güey que no está, Rotondi's kind of in shape, but he's not really a yes. So we'll see what it is that happens. And that's it. That's my take, man. Like, we had a mole from within. Sounds like excuses. Sounds like Cruz Azul, <laughs> my friend. I'll tell, you what I'll tell you what really happened. A ver. You see, before the game, Duca said something very interesting. He said, America no es un monstruo de siete cabezas. But he was mistaken. He, what he should have said is America es un monstruo de siete pitos. Because <laughs> there was... Because America... Because... Because let's not forget that game, this game, they were tied up before that red card. And I'll admit it was back and forth before that. 
but the writing was on the wall. I mean, how do you, how do you uh, park the bus after scoring one goal in the twentieth minute? They flinched, and you can't flinch against America. You can ask Chivas, you can ask Monterrey, and you can ask all the other teams in Mexico. In Mexico, they can score three or four go- goals on any team, even Pachuca. Pachuca got lucky that day. Oh, and, and Malagón, he's like the reincarnation of, Rio, of Adolfo Rios and Moises Muñoz in one. Oh, my God. He's, 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 what, the, he's what the doctor <laughs> ordered, man. And, and before that, Televisa, bum, because he was only playing because his, his wife was like porking a Televi, Televisa Ooh, executive. Yeah, that's the only reason he was playing. His wife works as an actress for Televisa. That's the only uh, reason. But how do you know she was she was doing favors, ex, extracurricular activities? <laughs> if, <laughs> if if you watched his see, because I've seen this guy play since he was in Chiapas. I seen him play. I even seen him play when he was in Indios. That's how far back. I've Jesus seen this Christ! This, Damn. this guy you, barely got his his debut. Like <laughs> he's like in his thirties, right? Exactly, and. And you see, the media is very manipulative, manipulative, because they were saying, "Oh, Jimenez, he's a, he he deserves his shot because he he rode the bench for like ninety years, so it's his turn." <laughs> and then you take a look at Malagón. He sat that Argentine guy Sosa at Monarcas that last season. Morelia was there, so he has like he sat a guy already at a young age, and he. He pushed through, and he was a starter at Necaxa. I would rather take someone with actual starting experience, even though I understand it's a smaller team, than a guy that rode the bench for like an eternity. Damn. And and if and if that if that if that dum dum him if that dum dum Tano would have had any sense, he would have started Malagón since the first game because this that guy cost us like twelve points. And America would be super leader, leader again. And no one talks about that. Man, man, you got some good fan fiction going on right now. <laughs> well, here's, all right, here's the thing, man. Like, everyone knows that the thing about America is that they're always going to attack. They're not going to defend. They're just an attacking team. So what? You're complaining about El Tucabus doing what it does? Yeah, he slowed it down, and he knew that the thing was the counterattack. Pero qué pasa cuando no tienes a tu hombre de enfrente? You have no counter. You have nothing else. So what are you just doing? Te están metiendo pinches vergazos y vergazos y vergazos. So, yes, that's why you got him. Now, the one thing that I, I keep saying in my mind recently is Molotov's Queremos Vergolizas. If you guys haven't seen it, please YouTube that. It is just a beautiful moment of Mexican television that was never aired, but oh. it found its way onto YouTube. It is all of Univis- uh, Televisa Deportes with Molotov singing the song about how they want to see golizas. Huh. So the song is Queremos Ver Golizas. So in classic Molotov style, they kind of speed it up and it's like, exactly. Queremos Ver Golizas. Te queremos yeah. ver golear. Well, that's, that's what the Necas <laughs> did to Cruz Azul. Uh, you know what? You know what, Robin, Canto? You I know met... what, Canto? I give it to you, okay? Every now and then. You get it. Oh, American, American Pie 
cendejas se los folló. Those two goals were deadly, man. Well, you guys have uh, consistently been one of the top teams in Liga Mekis, but when it comes to prime time, playoff time, what's going on? You guys have a choke at the end. They have been, yeah. You can blame that on Ochoa. Ochoa. <laughs> that guy has no heart. No determined like, like he's he's the yeah. he's the weak he was the weak link last year when they when Toluca scored that goal on him, uh-huh. he had his eyes shut. He was scared of his his mascara was gonna bleed down his <laughs> face. I see. What a convenient excuse. And now he's over there killing it in Italy. Good for him. Killing it. <laughs> hey, well, I got I got a question for you for the Let's hear it for for the Chi Hermanos. Yeah, because you know you know you know how you guys have a, a little altar in your closets and it has a picture of Almeida there, right? Mm-hmm. And every night you guys got to pray to it. But see, you see the, the what a vivid a, imagination you have. I I love it, dude. <laughs> well, that when when people when the Chi Hermanos talk about them, that's all, that's what I get. I mean, I'm like. Wow. I know. I agree with. I agree with you. He, he must walk on water. Turn on me for the, that. He must yes. split the water in two. I mean, no, but the, uh, they were talking about it on on uh, football picante. This this Serbian guy, you guys, his coach. Mm-hmm. He has more points than Almeida did when they when they won that chip, even though they had the help by San, by Chivander. <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's a. There's a lot of uh, pundits and like an- anal- like football analysts yeah. on on the Mexican media. They're talking a lot about how this team, like, um, you keep, keep in mind, they never say it's a good. They play like it's an exciting style. Everyone just say it works, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and from my point of view, I haven't found a single game these guys have played all year that I've said, "Oh wow, that's exciting. That's good football." It's all been very defensive, mm-hmm. very hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, what the hell are these guys talking about? But if you guys had to choose between which team played better, this one, because it has more points than the, the, the championship team, keep that in mind, or the actual championship team. That's a good question. I'm glad you're bringing it up because – I think it's a little bit disrespectful to be making comparisons to someone that hasn't won a fucking thing yet. So, you yeah. know, it's one of those things like slow your roll. You know what I mean? It's like last night, everyone's comparing uh, the Sacramento Kings to like the 2014 Warriors. I'm like, bro, these guys haven't won a fucking thing. You got to stop with the comparisons. Once they win four titles, then we can talk. And it's same thing with Mati. Everyone likes to bring him up and, and use him as a as a sort of a measuring stick of, oh, is he better than Mati? And there are things that I, I do like about Bao, but let's 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 slow our roll here. They are in a great form. They're in fourth. I don't know how. I think it's more about the rest of the league being really bad more than Chivas being that superior than, than the other teams. Also consist- consistency, Jaime, because Chivas and and we and we've done the math with the points. Even though they would finish eighth, ninth, they weren't that many. They were like six points from like fourth. 
that's two games. It's just a two game difference. And if you also see going down to the like the last three, four, maybe even five tournaments, they were among the best defense. And I know the uh, people hated that about Buse, and but the team defensively was very good. It was top three, I believe, um, consistently. Uh, what they've lacked, of course, is is like more offense. Uh, you know, better offensive players, and and that's one thing right now that it's hard to criticize Bao when he's like he's missing um, Macias and and Vega hasn't even been at a hundred, mm-hmm. so you're missing like your two best strikers, and and that that's just you know it's it's hard to um, <clears throat> can we blame him for for going the way he has. I don't know how the fuck we beat Leon without a striker, dude. It's still one of those things. <laughs> it's like a magic trick. Like, really? We did? And and Vega, I got to give him his flowers. He had two incredible snipers. And it just like, I wonder what would this team look like with a legitimate striker, not the trash bags that we've brought in. And um, when, you know, when Macias had his best. So, so that's why I'm like, I'm optimistic about the future because we're not even in our final form yet. And he's been able to create like something out of straight up garbage. Right. Well, yeah, but, so, but you know what? We garbage. You know, come on. I mean, uh, dude, our team's I, trash. I like, that, let's be honest, bro. We have no, uh, Alexis like, Vega and, and that's like, that's our main guy. Right. Like we don't really no, have like, like our team, like compa- like if we're looking at like uh, like hitters or, or play- t- players that play for the national team, Alexis Vega is the only one that's like a starter, like a guaranteed starter. Everybody else, like uh, they're they're role players, right? So we don't. Pocho. Yeah, Pocho is, yeah. but he's not being looked by the national team right now. Pocho is trash. I would say it's like yes, it's potential, but you don't want potential. You want like somebody that's good now. Because the potential might never come, so you might as well get some yeah. team like America Monterrey that have like solid players on their roster right now that can almost give you hopes of fighting for a championship. And with Chivas is like, there's the potential, but it's not a built-up team right now, and nobody wants to live off potential. Yeah. All as far as striker though, yeah. one last thing. Yeah. Just put in Jota Jota in there, even if he has one leg. Because in the last two years, he has more goals than Lainez and Raul Jimenez. So, yeah. he's doing something right. <laughs> That's not saying much. All I'm going to say is I'm here for, I'm here for the ride. That's all I'm, all, all about Paolo. Like, I'm here for the ride. We're in a top four position now. We'll see what the last two, like how we finish the regular season. If we secure like top four finish, I would be impressed. And then as far as like expectations, like the expectations is I wouldn't say – expect silverware this season but if we can finish like at least in semis i would consider it a a successful season and hopefully with yero's influence we can get some legitimate like signings over the summer and i'm gonna you know sound like a like a like a you know being a dead horse here but like we need to bring in a player like chichero i know he's like in galaxy right now but if he could come to chivas bro and finish his career here and, and with some silverware, it would be a, a beautiful thing. No, you're right. Uh, and that's that's kind of what they've been lacking now. They haven't been able to bring in players. Just recently was uh, Bocho, and, and that's just him. And if they were to bring, like, two more of, of that level, then I would I would have them as contenders. Um, but that's yeah, easier said than done right now. Who knows who they could bring you know 
just because um, options have been very few. I know there was talk of having Chichar on loan, so I don't know if that's still on the table, but uh, they do need to. But wouldn't wouldn't this be like the first time since they brought back their Pechaje that Chivas actually qualified in the top four? Probably. Oh yeah, it's been in a long time. That it's been a while. So you got your you guys' best year couldn't uh uh couldn't outdo America's worst year, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we won our 2006 championship as the eighth seed. We weren't even supposed to be in Liga. Kiwa's Q- 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 been playing though with like one hand tied behind their back. So that's kind of been going on with the club. Uh, you could say part of it, it's their fault because of their Mexican only policy. But it's kind of what you're seeing with the national team where, you know, there's lack of players, there's lack of options. And that's been hurting Chivas for years ever since there was the the whole um they lifted the whole thing on the the cap on foreigners on how many could play per team and and that's you know, you started seeing pretty much every team bringing in just ten up to ten foreigners. And so that's pretty much pushed all these all these Mexican players out of the way and now it's like, you know, hard for them to pick up players. So I'm hopeful for that that change for second division where it's gonna be. I think they're they're talking about just three foreigners. I think a limit, uh, but that's gonna be an influx of a lot of players, and that's gonna. I, I do feel Chivas is gonna benefit from that. Um, you know, there'll be all these young players, or even like mid-tier players. But that's kind of what you mean ultimately. Just consistently having playing time. So you guys have that little excuse in your pocket. Uh, whenever no, we, it's not when, an excuse. It's, whenever it's a reality, win, man. Whenever Chivas <laughs> wins, it's because we got Mexicans. But whenever you lose, it's because we got Mexicans. You just changed the <laughs> No, I'm saying, I'm saying because they're Mexican players, because there's less Mexican players. So if you used to have... Uh, Dude, I, I lost the numbers because I think it used to be shit, dude. What was it like? A hundred? Okay, I'm, I'm horrible in math. But you could do the numbers of, of like how many players per team. And before they only had, I think it was like 60 foreigners in the league at one point. And then they doubled to about 120. So that's 60 less players for Chivas to choose from, right? So before there was like 60 across the board, and of course teams can't keep all those players. So yeah, Chivas would have options of like, I could take this guy or that guy, and and there'll be a few experienced players there. And now there's 60 less. So, you know, that's, you know what, that's obviously going to hurt them. Uh, and of course I mentioned that's the... They want to stay as a just Mexican club, so it, in part, is kind of their fault Ormeño. as well. Well, I mean, I saw this with the, the Mets, so. I mean, I do agree the pool sucks. The national team pool sucks. But yeah, well, I'm still going to stick to my guns that if you had an owner with money, it doesn't matter. 
Because like if Chivas had the oh, same yeah, team that's... that Tigres or Monterrey did, you oh, could yeah, play with yeah, all Mexicans true. and you would still have quality Mexicans. You wouldn't hear the, oh, Chivas shouldn't play with Mexicans excuse because they're yeah, no, that that's, talent. That's a lot of money, though, because... They, <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm not, saying, but I don't think yeah. it's a Mexican thing. It's just a lack of money. And at the same time, you're going to call yourselves one of the biggest teams in the country, the most popular teams in the country, but not be able to back it up with money, then you might probably should move to the side and let someone else that can, you know, walk the walk and do the talk as well. No, it's just the money, like you said, and it will cost a lot of money because you're basically now talking about national team players. So now you're competing with, you will be competing against Tigres and Femsa. Is it Femsa or Femsa? Yeah, I'm thinking Femsa. It's Femsa. Um, and those are massive, you know, um, multinational corporations. Uh, we, we've talked about it before, both number two in the world. You could guys could look wiki this up. Not not number two in Mexico, number two in the whole world. No, wow. I understand, but and, honestly, and, you wouldn't yeah, be competing come, with them. Because if you have yes, a you similar, no, my point is, <laughs> if you had similar money, if you had similar money, you were offering players like literally Slim. similar money, and they had to choose between going to like a team like Monterrey or going to Chivas with its history and like a city like Guadalajara and everything that comes with it. They choose Chivas. If money was literally similar, as far as wages and everything. I still think Chivas would be the predominant choice over teams like Monterrey and Tigres. Yeah, but I mean, money that you now you're looking at who do you have left that that could, you know, maybe like Slim and and see and these these two companies they don't even put that much money <laughs> what they could afford if they were to say you know we're just gonna open up the wallet to forget it dude it would be a two team race. They, it would literally be Barca Real Madrid. Or they're just them winning all the time. Like no one will be able to compete with them because they have that money. Yeah, but I mean, they're they all literally have smart. that type I mean, of money. Tigres and Monterrey are the two teams with the most sponsors. They're, you don't see it on their jerseys, but they are. <laughs> they they have like double the sponsors of the other teams in La Liga. So they've been able to, I guess, pull their network the right way. No, they have, but I mean, just seeing how much money they have, they've sort of helped. Dude, that's not even their final form. They, they could really, they could, they could bring, they could easily bring, like, Tigres, Braquignac, they could easily bring three more. It wouldn't even affect them, dude. Yeah. So what you're saying is uh, Rayados acts more like a grande than Chivas? <laughs> no, I, they have... Money-wise, yes. Yes, money-wise, they Yeah, but they are. Grande, that's why I still say that if money was similar... Well, they, they will eventually. They it eventually. Like PSG or like a team like Manchester United or like Real Madrid. Like no one grows up wanting to play for PSG. If those two teams stay on track, and I think those companies renewed for like 30 years or something with both clubs, in the next 10 years, you will see them with, you know... Way more titles up there. Like I, I, we like to joke and, and the memes and they're funny, but I guarantee you in the next ten years is, it's like uh, it, it's not gonna be funny anymore. Uh, oh, we'll see. Um, we'll cross that bridge when we get we'll, there. We'll see. Next ten years is gonna be twenty more champions. So I wouldn't be surprised if of twenty more, 
Tigres and Monterrey. You've seen some so. crazy shit. I mean, Atlas won back-to-back titles. Who would have guessed that, right? Well, I mean, just look, go back and look how many times Tigres and Monterrey have been in finals and how many times they've been winning them. And it's a lot, dude, and um, <clears throat> it's pretty recent. So I'm saying if they stay their form the way they've been, um, or even if they're cooperativas or whatever, decide, all right, we're going to open the pockets, the purse a bit more. Dude, they'll just, they'll just take off, dude. Yeah. I don't know. We talk about it a lot. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I like to live in the now. And in the now, there were some pretty big well, upsets. Who's first place right now? Who's, who's Mon- first place right now? Monterrey, Think. who just See? lost to Santos. <laughs> and America forced them. It's the, it's the RPGs, dude. Nobody wants so, you, you, should, you should have seen the face on your guy, Vuce. Joel. That guy was a um, shock when America. That's my boy. When, when, the rest when he pulled him. that comeback. He didn't know what hit him. Yeah, they call him. Uh, I can confidently <laughs> tell you guys right now, Monterrey is not winning a title this season. Smoke and mirrors. Exactly. They kind of remind me of America last season, where they had great, you know, regular season, but come playoff time, they they caved, they choked. So I can. Well, that's his glory years were with with the Rayados, man. He, yeah, I, I would say he knows how to play those liguillas. But at the end of the day, it's Busetich and. That dude is a dusty old fart, and I <laughs> I don't see. He's great on paper, but, hey, man, when's the last time we won some silverware? It's, it's been like 10 years, bro. The future is now, he old man. <laughs> yeah, I am also going to say America's not winning shit either because they've been choking. We'll see. I think, I think they're going to qualify to the um, Champions League. Right, I was seeing something about that. Probably, I don't know. I will say Toluca, you know, with Nacho Ambriz with a chip on his shoulder, I I think they could be a. I wouldn't call them a dark horse because they're in third place, but they're definitely a team to keep your eye on. They just ate three goals, man. By a lame Pumas team. Hey, man, don't make fun of Mohamed Salah, aka Chino Huerta. Hey, I seen that play live when he he did the tunnel. I was like, they they switched the Salah and him, man. Let him that cook. That's a good play. He's had uh two incredible back to pack like games with uh with Pumas with some really good goals. I saw glimpses of that when he was at Chivas, but let's be honest, he wasn't making that chart. You know, it was just too deep on the on the roster, and he he had a good outing at Mazatlan. So you know, I I wish the best for him. You know, and. Uh, We'll see how 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 he does there. I know Pumas are not in a good spot, but they do have Turco Mohamed now, and uh, they won the last two games. They might squeeze into repechaje. And his son too. Oh, his son's on the team. Yeah, didn't uh, Al Pastor mention it a, while, a couple weeks back? But he's yeah, on he's the assistant coach. I thought his son was still playing. No, he's retired. He's like an assistant coach now. Isn't he hella young though? Yeah, he's like 23, 25. Oh wow, interesting. Damn, he he's was like, like uh, is... he's like Chavez Junior. He's like, eh, I don't feel like it. He's like Chilodi's son. Did he have? Did he have like? Cause I remember Turco used to be up there in weight. <laughs> is he similar? No, he just sucked his first he, game with Monterrey. He just sucked. 
Tuchel could card. pull it off though. And then he went Tuchel to play could. again. And then he went and played for like Cancun and Liga de Expansión. Didn't do great. Mm. He just, you know, Damn. he went pro because his dad opened some doors for him, but he couldn't sustain it. Yeah. But yeah, I want to speak about Pumas, man, because Turco can make something out of nothing. And I've been yep. saying that, like, the last two tournaments, that Pumas team, you know, they have a roster, like, in front with those three Argentinos, Pineno, De Preto, whatever the dude's name is, yeah. Salvio or whatever. Mm -hmm. Those three guys can ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they can. Yep, yep, yep. You know who can't ball? Mazatlan. What an embarrassment. They should be in the second division. <laughs> Um, I, I'm sorry I didn't get to Tom's comment earlier, but he's talking about the possibility of uh, Atlante returning to first division, and wouldn't that be lovely? That's right. They deserve That's it. Right. Anyone should be in first division right now is Atlante. They're doing everything yeah, they, right. They've got their they got their paperwork in order now. Yeah, but on the field too, they're doing everything right. They're like a dominant team. Like they're playing like if there was a promotion. Who who can be removed right now from uh is Yeah. It will probably be between the more newer ones like uh Mazatlan and Juarez. So, Mas who knows? Mazatlan can kindly hey, like fuck off, dude. Y'all stop ganging up on Mazatlan, okay? We only like what we said to the party at the end of the night. We need the first thing. <laughs> That every now and then she puts your finger in your butt and goes like, whoa, que pedo. Porque eso fue lo que a Tigres. Mazatlán put, put, put their finger in Cruz Azul's butt. <laughs> and Tigres, Damn. let's not forget that one too. And Tigres. That cost Chimarisa's job. Por eso cuando la gorrita viene con eso. Tigres has had a bad, bad, bad year. Bro, Cruz Azul. With Duca, they've only lost two small teams, Querétaro, Mazatlán, and America. Have you, have you guys noticed how many teams are sentendiendo la cama, the players? Yeah. Pumas, Cruz Azul, Tigres. And the, the, the guy that's been consistent is that Querétaro guy. He's been there for like two years in a row. Yeah, you can tell that team's not trying to do anything like their actual ownership group. You can tell there's no relegation. They could care less if they lose 30, 40 games. Uh, they were supposed to open the stadium, like, after the whole one-year ban, and they weren't even ready for that. Like, they actually, like, delayed the opening, like, by a week. Oh. So, well, Querétaro was supposed to be sold, remember? Yeah, so they don't care. They don't care about that team. That team, honestly. Oh yeah, they had like a year to sell, right? Because of what happened. Yeah, and it's like what happened was it went back to the original wow. owners, aka Caliente. And Caliente is still just sitting on it. They haven't done anything. So yeah, no one gives a shit about them. If anything, take them away and bring me back Chapas. Like, <laughs> give me that. I would like to see Leonis Negros return and Atlante. If we had to go to 20 teams, I, I like those two teams. I thought you were going to see that Tapatio team. Nah, they can't. Double the Chivas, double the Trouble? I don't think, they're, I don't think they're allowed to get promoted. No, they can't. Yeah, they can't. Hey, man, I, but Tapatio's killing it. I've been watching their games, and they actually know how to ball compared to Chivas. Like, their touches be on point. I'm talking about, like, one, two, three, four, shaking five, six guys go lassos. 
Is Cadena their, their, their coach again? I'm not sure, but I say send Chivas down to Expansión and bring up Tapatio because <laughs> these kids can ball like Organista, Campillo. Man, like literally, they be like nutmegging guys, doing roundabouts, everything around everybody. They're scoring like five goals in one half. Nice. That's good. Interesting, you, interesting you brought Udeje uh, because I think for like at least one season or two, I think there was four teams from Jalisco, um, if memory serves me. Atlas, Chivas, Tecos, and UDG. Their shirt, their shirt always reminds me of Hatag on a stick. Those same colors, bro, same uniform. It just has a Dude, I went to Vegas, and there was a hot dog on a stick. I'm like, no way. <laughs> And I went there. They're like, cash only. And I'm like, you motherfuckers. But, uh, cash only. Why'd you say it like that, Jaime? No, no lemonade for you. Yeah, man. Say what? You said it with a very urban accent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We have two matches left in the regular season. Which one's looking good? I like this America Pumas matchup. Why not? America hasn't lost a Clásico yet. Clásico Capitalino. Hey, Turco didn't leave on good terms with America, so I'm sure he wants to prove a point as well. And uh, Chivas he... played Cruz Azul, so Abdia, sorry, man, but we're going to have to push your shit in, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the, um, the, the most recent results have been in Cruz Azul's favor. And you know the you know those guys are gonna get uh, some good players next year. Tuca didn't go there for any for just to go. Oh yeah, yeah, he's gonna have his team. That's the thing, and that's something that I okay. Since we're bringing this up, yeah, Tuca didn't come here to just fuck around. Okay, if you notice, where I don't know what the fuck the guy's name is, El Líder de la Corporativa Cruz Azul, when he speaks to the press and he's talking about the future of Cruz Azul and the planning, the first name that he mentions is Tuca. When he's talking about the future of the team, he doesn't even talk about El Conejo. Like, El Conejo is the second thought. Tuca is running that show. So, you know what? Yes, yes. Ready, hard, hard. We might win. Who? I don't give a fuck about this season. Okay. <laughs> season. Once we bring people in and we're really ready to go. Like, look, Tuca has done shit with, like, has been great with the shit sandwich that he has. All right. Damn. I really want to see him and what he can do once he rebuilds and gets what he wants. I'm gonna I'm, I'm give a I'm gonna give um what's of Diaz right now some some hope. The last five head to head record was what was it here? Cruz Azul on October twenty second, two one over Chivas. And then Chivas beat them 1-0. There was a 1-1 draw. And then Cruz Azul won 1-0. And then Cruz Azul, another 2-0 win. Yeah, no, the class. This is not a pauneta, so... You know, exactly. It's a different coach. <laughs> but it looks like, it, you know, it's it's been... Pretty, pretty close, you know, 2-1, 1-0, 1-1. Uh, so it could be a pretty close game. 
and I think I think Chivas right now, being with their ads, I think they'll be happy with the draw. I, I'll see Cruz Azul is is the team that's going to be with the more pressure to 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 get a win or get the points. We're at home and we're in fourth place, so I think right now. Puta madre, lo tengo que ver en Televisa. Well, here it's Telemundo, but yeah. oh, that's right, Telemundo. My bad. Yeah, Telemundo. you gotta. We're we're gonna uh, put you to sleep with Andres Cantor, but and El Señor de los Cielos. Yeah, yeah, some pretty good matches this weekend. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, you never know what's gonna happen with uh, with some of these other ones, like Tigres Puebla. Maybe not the most sexy. Mazatlán Monterrey. Maybe another upset. Who knows? Or would you say it's the best matchups in CONCACAF? That's what Hercules Gomez says now. That's another uh, one of their propaganda tools. Herculiana. Herculiano. He says what? He's like, oh, oh, this was the best game in CONCACAF. Like, <laughs> come on, man. No one watches MLS. You see the ratings last week. A guy posted them on Twitter. She wasn't really, guarantee he's not You really hate MLS, don't you? Oh, man, it's disgusting. Uh, don't lie. You know you turned on that uh, Vela versus Chicha, uh, Chicharro he matchup. Watches. He hates watches it. I don't even know what channel that's on. He hates It's on Apple. You hate watch. Oh, I'm not going to pay. I'm, I'd rather burn my money than pay for that crap. <laughs> I play for VIX Plus, man. Yeah. You know what, guys? Fuck that. I just bought a bunny ear antenna. I was like, chinga su madre, me lo dan gratis over the air. Yeah, they do. So that's that's what I did. Yeah, Telemundo. You get it over the, uh, over the air. Telemundo, Televisa, all of them. And then everything else you can get through, like, Fox Deportes, Paramount Plus. Televisa, do you, you mean Univision? Puta madre, I keep saying Televisa. I'm like, that plugged into like, Mexico. Oh, like, wait, you're no, getting that? Um, do you live you know in what? San Diego by the border? No, but I do know some people who know some people who, can, who got me a jailbroken fire stick. So oh, I, I need, a, I need one of those. I need one of those for Saturday Tank versus Garcia. That should be a good fight. He's, Garcia's going to get knocked down six rounds, man. Well, Maybe uh, he already has some brain damage because he bet his entire purse on winning. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Uh, we shall Wait, see. Yeah, they did it on Instagram Live. Uh, it's like some real shit or just propaganda? Uh, I don't know. It was on Instagram yeah, Live. They, they they both, like, uh, s- send me the contract. You know, they, they were serious about it. So should be good. Mm. They're just selling the fight, man. Probably. Do so I remember that one other moron, uh, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, where his name is? He uh, did something similar, and he never paid up the guy. Oh. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not a degenerate, but are you allowed to gamble on yourself? Mm, yes. Well, I no think one's only still, to I win. No one's think no only one to... actually. Uh, I don't think you can bet on yourself to lose. I, don't think... I know Pacquiao back in the day. When he was in his prime, he said that uh, his team would bet like a uh, fifty and a hundred thousand dollars during the fights. On him, obviously. 
I don't think yeah, you, I don't think you can bet on yourself, can you? I mean, I feel like that's like... Uh, I mean, as a degenerate, that's where the question kind of does come in. I don't think you are, because at the NFL got into some issues with that, and certain other sports have had that problem. Even though you're betting on yourself to win, they view it as you rigging it because you have a a way to impact the outcome. Yeah. Now, if your team bets on you, that is possible, but you yourself directly are not allowed to do so. Or, mm. you know, that's just me speaking of my, upon my degree on bird law. Yeah, I don't know about but I know NFL super strict. NFL had to die from just... Atlanta, like, injured out for the season, and he bet on other NFL games. Oh. And he bet, like, a thousand bucks, like, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. And he got caught, and he got, like, banned for another year. Oh, damn. I like to think you can bet on yourself. I'm I'm going off of the over the top movie. Remember, uh, see, Mr. Stallone, the the um, arm wrestling. Well, the arm he, wrestling. Gets, uh, <laughs> he he sells his truck to bet on himself. Uh, <laughs> with his son screaming by his ear, man. <laughs> are you guys, I I think we're the only ones that've seen that movie. I know. In, um... You guys are missing out. You guys are missing out. Maybe not in the <laughs> maybe not in the movie, but in the book uh, Million Dollar Baby, the cut man talks about how he he was getting fucked over by like the whatever the fighter, and he wasn't gonna pay him. So before the fight, he bet against him, and he knew he knew he was gonna get cut. So he like did something to like the formula where like it looks like it'll stop the bleeding, but it actually didn't. And, uh, oh. yeah, he ended up uh, losing the fight because of a stoppage. But he made his money because, you know, he obviously bet against the guy. So, I don't know. In boxing, it's a different animal, dude. I know there's a lot of corruption in it. <laughs> but, That's why Mexicans succeed in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Damn. There's, there's no way to... Savage. You, you can't... It's the wild, wild west of sports. There's no way to regulate it. You see what you see what happens with Liga and Mex and Mexican football is regulated by one... If we're being honest, one person. And they do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And in boxing, there's so many entities. It's impossible to try to, like, uh, control everything. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember for one of the fights, that was one of the um. They they wanted to do the, the testing. They they couldn't decide when to do the drug testing, like if it was, a day of, or like before the match. Or the blood test. Yeah, and, and then even with the gloves, they were talking about, like, that that they would do something with the gloves. I don't know if they would um, inspect them. weigh them down or something. You can't break them in. That's yeah. what you can't do. Mm. So much shit. You're right, dude. There's, there's a lot of shit in there. Even with the weigh-ins, right, where it's like they find ways to cheat for the weigh-in and show up, you know, with more weight. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, or like well, the... it's just a fine. You just pay a pay a fine if you come in heavy, and they deduct X amount of your purse. The big thing with the gloves, where it comes into play, is the weight of the gloves, mm-hmm. right? Because let's say I sparred with X 
wait while you had this one. Piedras en Exactly. Like, no, no, Yeah, where's Margar Margarito? I know he was putting like freaking yeso in his fucking raps. And he fuck he, he damn near oh, he, he damn near made a Koto blind with that shit, dude. Oh, that was bullshit. I mean, how did that, that guy not break his hand by punching? Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Excuses, but uh I mean these are the realities. Um I wanna give you guys like the last fifteen minutes to to have your closing thoughts. We're we're almost at the two hour mark. Oh yeah. Well, once again, gentlemen, it's a pleasure to be on here with you guys. And America is going to win it all. I know I keep saying it, but this time I think it's going to come true <laughs> since I've called in. But I wanted to bring... What was that? Wait, no, I didn't say anything. Oh. No, I was going to say uh, there's a rumor going... I wanted to mention two things. One was there's like a rumor going around that Santos is being shopped around. Interesting. And maybe oh, wait, that... no. oh, wait, just really quick. I want to add to that because, yeah, we mentioned that once Grupo Legi went to Atlas and just seeing how massive it was, Atlas winning and how much more press and how much more big of a deal it was. What's and a bigger how, market? Like, Guadalajara like... is a bigger market than Torreon. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> had, um, Santos had become like the red-headed the red-headed stepchild, and and Orlegi is it's no um, secret that his, you know, he, he wants to eventually own a team. He said in Spain or in or in or in uh, England, but I think he I think he did get a team in in Spain just recently. Uh, There's second division. Oviedo and uh, Sporting. Gijón, but I, I mix up the two. I think Oviedo's part of Grupo Pachuca. Group, no, but I, this is Orlegi. And I think no, and, he and also I, got... And I think Sporting Gijón is owned by uh, Orlegi. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Yeah. so they eventually do make it to first. I could see him just, you know, focusing over there. Uh, even more in La Liga. And the thing with, with Atlas, they don't outrank have full control of Atlas. I think um, I think they Azteca re retain the percentage of the team like lower, but they still have a percentage. But so there's that, which I guess kind of partnership, I guess it helps. It's it actually helps the other both. way around, Joel. Uh, Azteca oh. owns 70%. Oh, okay. Of, I thought of Atlas and Orlegi owns I, 30. And now... I stand corrected. What's not being mentioned is that Azteca owns 30% of uh, Santos. Oh, Santos. Oh, so, they're, so they're connected at the hip. Oh. My, okay. My, okay. My question, though, is, you know, they had mentioned about some of the things that they want to change in Liga Mekis, and one of that is, like, you know, multi-ownership. Yeah, multi yeah. So is it is it, it – it's not more of, like, oh, we, we need a done – dump Santos now that we have like a winning franchise with Atlas it's more about like hey you know we can't have our cake and eat it too anymore and we have to like move in this direction of only owning one team so I mean I think they did a great job with Santos turn that franchise around and I'm sure they're they're gonna come out of this like 
flipping it. You know, it's like I watched this show called like, what is it? Love it or list it. And they just like fix up the house and then they end up like deciding if they're going to keep it or if they're going to sell it. And I think with Santos, they've, they've done that. They've given it like an entire, uh, facelift. And now it's probably worth a lot more than what they bought it for. What else? Yeah. Were, what else were you gonna say, Ricardo? I think you, you had a two part to that, no? Oh yes, yes. I was gonna mention I I didn't I didn't call him last week because I was out of town again. But uh, <coughs> excuse me. Did you guys talk about that show? Uh, that Tercer Grado Deportivo. No. About no. with yeah. with all the panelists, they had a uh, Feitelson. They had uh, Andre Marin. They're like a bunch of like like a known press. It's like oh. a round table. And they have like this a Mexican uh reporter. Like she's like I guess she's like the Larry King of Mexico. I don't know. So a lot of the Mexican sports media they're like talking about it, right? And uh they're pretty much talking about what we talk about here. Well on tele on the Televisa channel, right? Like they talk about what what's wrong, like the ascenso, the senso, the all the all the bad things, right? And and today, I mean, yesterday they there was the second episode. This is all on Vix though. Oh, on Vix Plus. And uh, it's kind of interesting. But today, I did, I mean, I I watched that second episode today, and it was pretty much an MLS propaganda show. It's like, oh, they do, every, they do everything good. We do everything shit. Over here, this is where, this is where the devil lives. Over here in Mexico, and uh, and and the one, that, surprisingly, the one that was making the most sense. Well, I mean, was had any sense in them was Feitelson. That tells you a lot about the what these other guys were saying, right? And uh, he, he he knows his shit. He just he knows he's. Oh, gonna, was that that clip that I saw on Twitter? About like yeah, about Concacaf and how like we shouldn't care about it and stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. But I but like I said, it, it was like a MLS propaganda show. Like, uh, if if uh, Joseph Goebbels was sitting there, and Hitler was another <laughs> one guy, even looks like him. Um, and that. Uh, I mean, well, why would Vix do an MLS propaganda show? That kind of doesn't make sense. We're kind of seeing, if you watch the episode, you know what I'm talking about, man. Just because of their takes. I think they exaggerate them. That's always been the thing because, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like in the league structure here, but I, I, I felt Mexican media has always exaggerated stuff and and they'll, they'll make it look even better than it is and the Mexican stuff worse than it is. Well, for sure. But, uh, I, I used to think that too, but then I seen, uh, my dear, my dear Emmy, Ascarga's Twitter and he, <laughs> and he liked the a post that said, uh, league's cup is, uh, had more viewings than the Super Bowl. Uh, we know that's bullshit. But, uh, <laughs> and you know, if he's liking things like that, you know, that's what the, that's where the plan's going to go through. Right. But what I was mostly surprised is like these, they're talking all about this on Televisa, right? And it seems like it is, it's propaganda. I mean, uh, like Televisa's main criticism forever has been like, oh, they never criticize that they own America and, and the national team and this and that. 
but this kind of seems like a like I'm like I'm saying like it's a it's fake news like they're criticizing themselves to to appease to make kind of like appease the fans mm. that oh like we like yeah we know what's wrong we're working on it because uh, in the first episode they were saying it was viewed by six million people so people were definitely in- interested in what they had to say but from what I've seen they're talking about what's nothing what's the episode called or the show I mean uh, <coughs> oh okay and they had a bunch of weirdos on there, but that's what I that's what I wanted to mention. I I see. Al Pastor, what you got for us, man? Closing thoughts? Mm, nothing much, honestly. Uh, we'll watch the Mexico game tomorrow for entertainment. Mm. I honestly think Mexico gets the win. Just looking at the rosters, and I think that'll give. Uh, Whatever his name is, I don't even care to learn his name. A big <laughs> what's his face as the coach, and then outside of that for Liga MX, uh, just waiting for these two rounds, these two matches to get over. Let's get for the fun stuff. Let's get straight to what really matters. Yeah, uh, you know whether it's repechaje, whether it's directo, it doesn't matter. Let's just get to the fun stuff. I agree. Uh, Diaz should be a, a good competitive match on Saturday, but uh, I'll let you have your closing thoughts. So, as always, gentlemen, it's an absolute pleasure. I love the fact that we can come together to support the national team, but yet hate each other when it comes down to the Liga. <laughs> and yes. with that statement, I say, que chingue su madre la América. And yes. I will always say that with all my heart. <laughs> I love you all. <laughs> now, moving forward, besides that, um, the one thing that I want to part ways with is I love the Mexican league. I love the passion that we play with. I love that there's chingazos on the field. I love that there are cups of, of bodily fluids and God knows what thrown at players, right? So I hate the discussion that we see in the media of Clean how this needs to change, how yeah. no es posible. No, 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 wait. Este es el fútbol mexicano y aquí es donde se hacen los hombres, Right? Because guess what? It's way more hostile if we get back into Copa Libertadores. Oh, 100%. All right. So what are we doing? Are we softening up the game? So te metí un chingazo el arbitro. ¿Sabes qué, güey? Métele dos. Like, <laughs> let's go. Like, yeah. that's, that's my big thing. I don't want to see Liga MX get softened. I don't want to see that go away from us the fan our football culture and it's one of the things that happens with the white talking to appeal not just our neighbors to the north but also our sponsors so with that being said you know we'll see who shit gets pushed in on saturday <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're gonna take league up Mickey's viral moments away one I of know. my favorites is when they do like the minute of silence and some guy walks in he's like yeah scoring against Veracruz where they're boycotting they're like protesting there's just so many viral moments where they got Mexico. now El Guzman like kicking the the ball like 
I don't know. He did some shit, like some fucked up shit to like some feminine game or something. I don't, I have no idea. He's fighting with Blanc, the mascot. Blanc, Blanco. <laughs> it looks like some Happy Gilmore type of thing. Um, her, um, Blanco hitting uh, fight the zone. Oh yeah, back of, of the head. And then um, I don't know if you guys remember. I can't remember the player, but he was like I think it was like an Argentine striker. And he scores, and he he likes like celebrating, and they start throwing, they start you know they start giving him the bath, throwing all these cups mm-hmm. and a beer cup, a beer cup lands, and I guess he was trying to be like, I don't know what he was trying to do, but he took a swig, dude. And I I guess thinking it was it was I was like, yo, and you see, you see him <laughs> soon after. <laughs> I guess I he was remember. trying to like throw it back at them, like saying thanks for the beer. But it was yeah. dude, <laughs> he's and I lost it because he was getting asked on Twitter, like, "Hey, was this really?" Damn. <laughs> yeah, when I remember. Just took a truck the other day. I was like, "Bro, what are you doing?" Oh yeah, Vega took a swig <laughs> of that. Is, man. <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing?" And then like spit yeah, it out. Alvarado's face was like, "Ugh." He drank a little pee pee. And then, uh, and then no. And then the the game against Leon when they when they scored, obviously he was the uh, the assist, and he did the whole Chevy sign like, "Hey, where's the Chevy's at? You know, throw me one, you know." <laughs> yeah. That's just really quick. I guess this is gonna be my hot take. <clears throat> yeah. That that you know people throwing shit at the stadium. So I'm surprised they sell the sopa maruchan. They sell the cup of noodles in there. Do they? Like, I'm That's pretty dangerous, sure. dog. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that it's not even hot anymore. They got, it's like a lukewarm cup of it's noodles. Like microwaved or something. <laughs> there's a there's a great photo of Rafa Puente Jr. Like his last game with Pumas, right? And he, you know how the entrance is like through the middle of the the Stadio Olympia, the their stadium. Uh huh. And they got the they got the guys with the shields like uh, guarding yeah. them off. Yeah. Yeah, the riot shields. And there's like the photo, like the guy that takes a photo, that like, he catches it when the the oh, beer hits right. him, and like the soup is hitting him too. The the maruchan cup. Yes, yeah, right. Damn. See, if I was a sponsor, I'd be like sponsored by maruchan, like you know, just just own it, bro. You see the cup hitting someone? Yeah. The the lemon witch flying. <laughs> well, folks, we've made it to the final of this episode. Thank you guys for hopping on. Uh, my hot take, I hope that we lose tomorrow, and I hope the Putu chant is loud and clear, and uh, it's a it's a willing Damn. sacrifice to, to see what happens. I want to see some some heads roll, man. I want to see the world burn right now. I'm not in a good place. You know, Warriors down two to sack, and my Okanes are, are the laughing stock of the MLB, so oh, I'm, in, I, I'm in a dark place, and, uh, you know, tomorrow a loss would, would, would mean a lot to the future of the national team. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. As far as uh, Saturday goes, it should be good. I just hope that uh, Diego Coca doesn't tax our players too much because, let's be honest, this is a meaningless friendly, and I don't want to see Alexis Vega go down or Bertrand or, you know, Viva. So, Wait, meaningless friendly? Tomorrow. It's a friendly game. I thought it was the... Well, it's like a, it's a cup, it's a cup that they made up. It is the all-state cup, okay? It's the all-state. It's the most pinnacle of sport. It's prestigious. The media is not going to, 
they're not going to treat it as such, not even the fans. And if they get that win, you know they're going to be celebrating. They're going to guarantee gr- you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go to the uncle and celebrate like they won a World Cup game. And sure. you guys can't, you guys can't deny that, that rivalry with the U.S. at that point. <laughs> all righty, folks. Well, hope you all have a great night. And like always, we will catch you in the next one. We'll try to have a, a post match tomorrow after the Mexico game, just to get everyone's hot takes and reactions. Uh, so maybe keep a keep an eye out for that tomorrow. But thank you guys so much, and we'll catch you in the next one.